This is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. Mitch LaFawn. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn. And joining me on this, uh, well, European-flavored edition, it is from Gothard and Corleone guitarist Leo Leone. And, you know, I do my best to promote and plug some of the European bands that maybe some of us in North America haven't heard of. You know, when you talk about hard rock in North America, a lot of folks are like, well, you know, the scene is dead, other than the Heritage Acts, which, of course, we all love. But, you know, you have uh, Dirty Honey, you've got Joyous Wolf, you've got uh, Greta Van Fleet, but they sort of represent a newer kind of hard rock, not the sort of classic sound that some of us uh, love and and are used to and enjoy, but in Europe. They are pumping out some of the greatest hard rock uh, today. You look at Gothard, you look at Corleone, my personal favorite, Thunder, of course, but I'm going to name a few bands here that that have had new albums uh, doing well. You've got The Defiance. Well, actually, that's more of an American band, but uh, Crash Diet has a new album out. Absolutely uh, stunning. Pink Cream 69 has been along, around for many, many years. Pretty Maids have been along for, for many, many years. Uh, these are bands that, that I definitely recommend that you check out uh, from, uh, I believe, Sweden. We've got Heat, so it's H.E.A.T. But uh, vibrant, vibrant young band. It's got an American, sorry, not an American idol, but a Swedish idol uh, contestant as the lead singer. Some great melodic hard rock right there. You've got, of course, hardcore superstar, electric boys, you know, hips, lips, the whole thing. They are more than just that. The band is vibrant, out there, playing, new material available, definitely worth checking out. Uh, Crazy Licks as well, a lot of of fun there with Crazy Licks, and uh, a personal favorite, Eclipse. Um, New album, new stuff. So, a lot of bands out there. Uh, making waves. And if you look at some of the the, the vibrant older acts or, or, you know, Europe is still out there. Europe is still touring. They're still, they, they will be uh, in North America in 2020. There's a package a tour coming this way that, that will start in July. Three bands. Not going to say more. Europe is going to be one of those bands, but sh- 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 top secret news, but they will be here. Uh, we've got the Black Star Riders, which is a bit of a, a, a hard one to, to qualify. They they have some American members. They have some European members. They don't really play in, in the States. They usually tour and play in the UK. New album, Another State of Grace, phenomenal. Actually went to number one on the official UK rock and metal album charts uh, this week, actually. So... A lot of great music out there, and uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pimping my bands. So we're gonna start off with Leo Leone, and when you look back in the history of rock, at two of the most um, boy, I don't even know. Anyway, when you look back at influential and, and important singers and guitarists, the guys in Gothard don't get their due. Uh, original singer Steve Lee, who passed away in a tragic accident. His vocals are pristine. I mean, you listen to those early Gothard records and you hear Steve sing and it's just like, wow, voice of an angel. And Leo Leone, I mean, you know, people will say, well, Zach Wilde is one of the... Leo rips just as 
just as good as, as Zach. And, and that's no uh, disparagement or, or that's not a negative comment against Zach. I mean, they're both great and I'm glad that we have both of them. Um, but he's in that same breath. I mean, he, some of the, the solos and some of the sounds he gets, Leo, just terrific. I mean, absolutely terrific. So we've got uh, Corleone, which is Leo and Ronnie Romero, who is currently in Richie Blackmore's uh, Rainbow. They get together. They make uh, Corleone Greatest Hits Volume 1, which they retake some of the old goth art songs, dust them up, and give them a fresh coat of paint. This time around, they do the same thing. Um, what they do is they take sometimes some of the lesser-known songs or some of the more hard rock songs, and they just, you know, they, 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 they're already on 10 or on 11, so they crank them to 12, you know. They, they add a little extra mm, little oomph, a little extra muscle to them. So uh, without further ado, a part of my love for European hard rock and metal, which stretches beyond, you know, the ghosts and the Europe's and the, the, the Def Leppards and the Scorpions. Uh, here is from Gothard Corleone, guitarist extraordinaire, Leo Leone. We are speaking with uh, guitarist uh, Leo Leone, of course, plays with Gothard and Corleone. Uh, and we're going to talk Corleone. about... Yeah, so let's talk about the new Corleone 2 album. So first question, of course, is when you did the first one, you called it the greatest hits, and it was sort of a way to just polish up or or give a 2017-18 update of those songs. What yeah, was it right. about about that that you said, hey, you know what? We're going to do it again. Um, oh, yeah. Good. The, the fact is like, you know, it's a similar thing, but instead of giving a touch of 2017-18, it was like maybe the whole time to 2019-20. Because <laughs> like it's like two years later we we recorded, and we you know with Corleone we went out on tour and then we decided to go on and I think the tour was very good and as I said we decided to go on and put up some more other songs in in a new record and the first idea to call the record was like the greatest two tits but the record company said like well it's a little bit too rude <laughs> and that's why we began for Corleone. Yeah, so so just quickly talk to me about going out on tour because it it's not just a vanity project where you're covering goth art songs. This is a band, and you're out on tour, and you're making new products. So so talk to me about sort of what is the future for this? Is this one two, merci bonsoir, or is it one two, three four five? Well, I don't know about the three four five. I mean, you know, I always we I always try to do things and try to make something that, like a follow-up. You start things and then you look the way they goes and uh, so far so good. So as I said, we we record this first record and then we went out on tour and see what was the reaction from the, the fans, the new fans, the old fans, which they used to, to, to listen the old uh, concert from Gotthard, the, the early days Gotthard fans. And the reaction was great and then night by night, that the band became stronger and stronger, and we got, you know, a big motivation to go on. As I said, so this project became a band. This band, let's see what this band is gonna, is gonna, what what's gonna reach. You know, so far, like, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of uh, motivation to go on, and, and it's, it's great. We having <laughs> we having fun. We have a great time every night out there. And what is gonna happen in the future is like, 
we will see. We are here to, to, to go out and have fun and make this uh, rock and roll circus go on tour again and, and again and again and again. How far is going to last? As long as there's, there's some guitars and some marshals out there, <laughs> just for the same stages where we could go up and play and we're going to go on for yeah, and 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 I, I'm all for that. The uh, the first album, Greatest Hits Part One, started off with Il Padrino. This one, you start off with Waltz Number Two. Talk to me about having sort of those those preludes to the big marshals, the, the the sort of different introduction to the albums. Is that something that if you do a third and fourth album, you want to continue, or is it just sort of a acute idea for the first two albums? And and no, I think actually there is like uh, the the thing is. Uh, First of all, there's great melodies. Of course, there's the Corleone things, which have nothing to do with the mafia, but the Godfather and 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 and. So, but there's great melody. We come up with this idea, which is like Corleone, double meaning, it's core, the core, and Leone is my name, which was my project. But uh, the, 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 of course, the, this this uh, how we call it, like um, double meaning things, like also the the Godfather movie, Padrino. And uh, it's going to be Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and we'll see if it's going to be Godfather 3. And it's, it's interesting because like, those great melodies, I remember those great melodies from, from the movies. And this Valsa number, number 2 in the Greatest Kids Part 2, or number 2, is like this, this Kostakovich melody is like people remember it in, in a mafia movie or whatever you want to call it, but in fact it's not. <laughs> and... Uh, and so Mao, it hits the record, you know, it's just like this, the, story, the movie goes on, let's put it that way. And as I said, it's like the record and I, I would think that every record is like supposed to be like a movie. And so this movie is the part two of the, the movie or the trilogy or the, I don't know, it's called forology, I don't know how we call that, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's the, the whole thing, you know, and just like it takes you to the, the next movie. And the next movie in this case is number two. Which starts with uh, Kostakovich Waltz number two and end up with a, with a Padrino, with a Godfather. Yeah, it does. In, at the end. So <laughs> let's let's talk. And actually, about... the whole idea, and also the whole idea is that this um, this violin player is like supposed to be the kid. If you remember the greatest piece part one, there was this uh, this kid singing fire, right? which was running kid. Which only very in this case is the guy who was playing. In this movie, is the guy who was playing the violin, and all of a sudden it was like really. No fire dance. <laughs> yeah. So that's the whole story. It's kind of take it as a as a movie. Okay, it, and say, this this is what we want to do. It, it's it, a fine thing. It's a great melody and, and things. Yeah, it is great melody. So so let me ask you about this then. the The band has been playing some of the more rock songs of, of Gothard. The current band yeah. with Nick, you know, I've been following for many years. When you go on tour. You seem to have a certain focus, or the new albums like Silver have a, a certain focus on power ballads or the softer side. Is, is that something that Gothard has become more of a sort of a softer ballady thing? And this is your way to say, "Hey, I'm still going to plug in, and I'm still going to be loud and obnoxious," <laughs> right? It, it, no, or, it's not. Okay. No, it's, no, it's not really like this. But I think, in fact. In fact, this is a thing that happened already back then when, you know, when Steve was still alive and when we did a Defrosted One, which is the, was the album number four, yep. which was an acoustic record. And then we got Open, which was a follow-up record. 
Then we started to go more mainstream, more poppy. And there was, this was like where I started to get a little bit of issues with the band, you know, because I said, I still want to do on my Let's Go with my Marshall and crank it up and just right. make rock and roll. And actually, there's a movie which shows that. There's a movie out there which is called One Life, One Soul, and telling some stories, right? Yeah. And uh, it's a documentary movie. And uh, yeah. But then, you know, Gotter went on and we kept this uh, kind of a mainstream rock, rock mainstream sound. Way, if you want, right? right. Sound. And with, with Corleone, I always postponed this idea, you know. I postponed, I started this idea in 1999, and then I postponed it for a few years, and then I postponed it again for a few years. And last time was like 2010, when I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And then we were talking with Steve back then, and saying, I'm going to do that next. Defrosted, sort of in the acoustic record. But before we're going to start this, we're going to take two years break, and I'm going to do my Corleone thing, right? Suddenly enough... <clears throat> As we everybody know, as everybody knows, Steve went for holiday in 2010 and never came back. So I had to postpone all this this uh, this project, this idea which I had. And before we started to do this defroster too, which we are doing, and we are just finished pro- pro- promoting with with concert, I told I told the guys, listen, I want to do this Corleone one. And this was like 2017. So now concert goes on, and we are in the studio at the moment recording the new. The new record, which is pretty rocky, actually, it's kind of very heavy rock, which is pretty cool. But I like the the way to go back on and play those songs, which I didn't play for a long time, like Fire Dance, or like from the first record, or Lawful Morning, like straight pure rock and roll, you know, <laughs> and blast it up from 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 the guitar point of view, though, with a with a, a great powerful atmosphere, with energy, lots of a nice, uh, you know, uh, positive energy. And uh, of course, Ronnie is, is playing an amazing part in this in this project. I mean, he's pulling every night uh, an unbelievable show. So this, uh, yeah, well, let me talk about Ronnie because you you of course uh, worked with Steve, who who I thought was one of the great unsung heroes of rock. His voice just <laughs> you can't replace that voice. It is just absolutely perfect, and it doesn't matter if it's a goth art or if we sing it for White Snake or if you, it's just a great voice. Um, but Ronnie is bringing something to these songs. You know, when you listen to Greatest Hits 1, and I've heard uh, Part 2, when you hear his version of Make My Day or Mountain Mama and, and, and Fire Dance, like you said, you just go, yeah, that's that's it. That's right. Uh, talk to me about working with him, discovering him, or, or not discovering him, but hearing of him and getting to partnership. And his voice, when you hear him sing these songs, does it does it give you chills? Does it make the hair stand up on your arm? <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, the chin, big time, actually. But um, I think if the here there's few things that they play in the game together, right? Here, first of all, is yes, he's a great singer. Yes, he's an unbelievable singer, and he's an, an unbelievable human being, also. Which is like somehow we met each other, and then we discussed about this project uh, and he told me back then say hey when you're ready to go for it, just give me a call see what we can do and then what that's what i did and we went on but i think it's a very important thing it's like all of a sudden you know i used to work with steve for i mean i worked with steve for more than than 25 years i would say and it was unbelievable then it happened what happened i was lucky that and we've been lucky with god to find nick which is also an amazing singer and a great singer and for what daughter was was doing it back back then it was like was the right choice. And all of a sudden I meet Ronnie. So and when I met I met Ronnie and I went like, oh this is exactly what I needed to to do what actually I wanted to do already 
1999. So therefore, I'm thinking, all of a sudden, you have there another Stradivari violin. You know, you, you, you're working with a, you know, you're working with a Stradivari, which was Steve, and all of a sudden, you have a, you find another Stradivari, which is like, whoa, completely different, similar thing. And it's an unbelievable Stradivari, too. So, and uh, for what it is also, that's a very important part. And somehow, our, I think our, our musical idea, our music point of view, but also our, the person, met, we met as a person, you know, and all of a sudden we start talking about this and this and that, and this project, this not project, these songs, and the other song, what you think about these songs from other artists, and, you know, and all the roots. <laughs> it was like we were starting talking, talking, and talking. We spent like, I don't know how many hours in talking. It was like, whoa. Was like a like a, a love a, a new love story starts you know it's just like fresh love you know and as I said as a as a, on a music is a unbelievable you have you have an unbelievable talent and it's an unbelievable performer but as I said it's just it's like an find a new a new Stradivari all of a sudden you guys wow this great instrument there with a soul and you know and that. That's a fantastic thing. I'm, I'm blessed that I had the chance to, and I have the chance to work with, the, with those guys, you know? Well, you, you certainly lucked out with all three. Now, there has been, of course, as human nature wants, fans are comparing Nick and Ronnie and saying, well, you know, maybe Ronnie should join Gothard. But, no. but is that something that you're thinking, or, or do you really think, no, 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 no. There are two separate bands. They are going to stay two separate bands. And hey, fans... Just chill out. Don't get into this nonsense. Nick is, is good for, for Gothard, and Ronnie's good for this, and now you've got two instead of one. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know there's a lot of, lot of noise out there and blah, 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 but I think like, things they are the, the way they are at the moment, and what is going to be in the future, nobody knows. You know, Who knows what happened? Maybe, maybe everything could happen. Right. Or maybe nothing could happen. Maybe we could go on tour with almost two bands together because if I look at the bench, the lineup is a, is the same drum drummer on behind the drum kit beside live that, uh, that at the moment we have two different drummers because Anna took a one year break, but um, Igor was all, already with God back then in 94. So you never know, maybe we're going to do a big reunion, big family with, <laughs> with a big, big best off of a three hour show with uh, songs from 1991 to 2000. 19, who knows? But I think that at the moment, what Cotter is all about is create the lineup. Is Corleone is, a, is, this, is, is happy the way it is at the moment. And I think that, that the two things are two separate things, you know? Which, yes. I agree. They have a common, they, they have a common point, which is like... Well, you. Great songs. You, you. No, but you know, yeah. so I, I like the idea. If you did, if you came out and did a set where... You know, the the early part of the band is, is, you know, presented in the first hour, and then the second part of the band with Nick is presented in the second hour, and then you finish yeah. off with both guys doing yeah, Anytime, Anywhere. And, right, yeah, I mean, I th as a fan, you know, when you pay money, and then you see an opening band that you don't care about, and they're playing for 45 minutes of stuff you don't want to hear just until you get to the main act, this would be a great way to just give fans 
a lot for their money. And, you know, the last five songs, you get Ronnie and, and Nick doing Anytime, Anywhere, uh, uh, Lift Me Up. Or whatever and, song, you know, yeah. just, it'll be fuck. Yeah, this will be good. And I think, actually, that would be, from my point of view, it's also very important. It's like, that. that's what music would be all about, you know, just making people get together, you know, and then having fun and, you know, do do, do the best thing for 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 the audience and for your solo and that would be awesome and who knows maybe we will do it and we are on a way to, to find out what we could do somehow you know just like that now the, at the moment there are two bands out there and then got the friends who decide to go and listen for the, the official official set list of God's Day in 2019 or 20 or what could have been as close as what it was back then and then uh, yeah. See what the future is going to bring, but uh, I think it no would be sweat. great. All good. I think it'd be great, <laughs> no and, I, and, <laughs> and it would it would make a great double live album. So, uh, so let me ask you about this: the greatest hits part one, and then Corleone two, is of course heavy on covering the Gothard stuff. We know that. Is there a point <laughs> where you see yourself with Ronnie making ten, twelve, fourteen new songs that are nothing to do with Gothard, but these are fourteen songs that you wrote, you know, tomorrow? And you go, okay, this is a new band doing new material, no covers. Is that something that you want to get to? Yeah, you see, if I if I look at what we did, Greatest Hits Part 1 at one song, Greatest Hits Part 2 or Number 2 at two songs, we hope for the three, we have three songs. And in fact, I think that Ronnie is very talented, guys. And I heard some stuff, he played me some stuff that he wrote. And he, he, and I think, yeah, absolutely, yes. I think it's, it's yeah, in sync and... We have to check out when is the right timing, and and then I really love to, to 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 do something with him, absolutely. But you know, as I said, step by step, we started somehow in a way to say, let's see what's going on, and now we are in the middle of a tornado. If you want, if you understand what I'm saying, like oh, we thought we go out and play a few gigs, and it's already two number two, uh, uh, knocking out uh, on on the front door, right, and. Uh, <laughs> Time is running fast. Ten, time is running fast. Yeah. And what I understand is that in order to get 10 new songs, we're going to have to wait for Corleone album number 10. That's, that's, uh, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what it's going to be. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know about... Maybe not. I hope not, actually, because I would really love to. Because, you know, we have lots of... Um, there's yeah. lots of things in common, which we have with Ronnie. And it's pretty cool, because, like, every time we're jamming things, we're working together on things, there's some great stuff, great stuff coming up. Also, you know, on a musical side. And I, I, I think it's, uh, it's gonna come the right day and the right moment that we're gonna, we're gonna pull out something, pull up something, and it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be great. And right. I believe because also that the roots we have on the musical roots, they're very similar, and this is like really very interesting, very, very, very. And I'm keen to doing it, but as I said, I'm not the only one in the band. We're well, supposed to ask Mr. Ro- we're supposed to ask Mr. Romero too. Right. Yeah, we'll ask him too what, what he's yes, up to. So, so, oh, I, listen. I hope so. We we've talked about this before, but I want I want to get to it again. Just, just you know, you are one of my favorite bands that are over there in Switzerland. You don't get over to Montreal. You don't get over to North America. There's a UK band called Thunder, which I absolutely love. And again, right. same problem. Right. Yeah. You know, my my dream concert would be you two playing together down the street, but not going to happen anytime soon. 
what are some of the difficulties for you to get to North America? And is it a market that you want to get to? I mean, I know these bands, you go off to, to, to Japan and you go to, with Nick, I think you went to Australia and you do the Europe thing. But what is it about North America and do you want to get here? In fact, yes, I think it was everybody's dream or and I think it's still everybody's dream to go there. And especially I would love to play in Canada because I have a bunch of Canada, Canadian friends <laughs> Which they're living in Canada and some bunch, some the still the still in Switzerland. But I used to play ice hockey, so I'm really, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm really connected to this this uh, Canadian world, if you want to call it that way. But uh, I don't know. I think it's like better of, you know, a lot of lot lot of things goes on the promoter. The promoter maybe don't want to take the risk to get the band there because there's too many costs or 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 and and by the time. The band that needs to invest a lot of time, and if you're talking about North America and not Canada, which is like maybe, I don't know, how big is the scene and how many, how many places in, in all those huge towns you have, you have to, how much time you have to spend to say they to build up a little bit of a, a following, following up for, this, for the fans. I think this, it takes a lot of time to get something going, right? So you, we would lose possibly some fans back in Europe, right? So therefore, you got promoted, and maybe things like "oh, it's, it's too high risk." Unless maybe you have a festival, you go like, "Hey, let's let's get this band, whatever whatever band is." But what I'm saying, there's already a festival which have few thousand people as audition and then uh, audience. Sorry, and uh, that for sure, that for sure would help. But as I said, there's, uh, there's I think there's also some some costs. You know, you you. you Flying a ba- flying a band, you have like five five six people. Then you have the engineer. They have this and that, and managers and and and, and. So the cost is very high just to fly over. <laughs> oh, I know. Listen, I uh, the last and, time and I think this. I was just going to say the last time Diamond Head came here with Brian Tatler, they they had a little yeah. run in North America, and the first show was in Ottawa. And Brian was telling me that just to get to Ottawa and get the band and the couple of crew guys. They were already twenty thousand dollars in the hole before they even yeah. plugged into soundcheck. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Mean, but I think this is. You know? But I think this is exactly what I think. This is one of the main core thing, and it's not because it's like the band don't want to play or or or, or, or the band cost or they really cost. You know, just like we are living one side one side to the other of the planet, right? So just like. If it would be, if Montreal would be, or Tor- Toronto would be, or, or Los Angeles, round the corner, I think a lot of bands would be there and playing for sure their, their ass off and having fun for a bunch of beers. And I think the band, if it's flying over, is not charged for the fee. It's charging, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? They are really cost, you know, I think that's the, that's the main, that's the main, that, that's the main, it's the main issue. It's money. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Well, cost, cost. In, in, in fact, I believe that in fact, I believe that uh, that it would be like a flying flying uh, company, you know. I don't know, Canadian Airways or whatever would pay would pay already or sponsor all the flights. You know, just just the flights would be like wow, <laughs> three quarter of the cost would be already gone. Well, I tell you, if I if I win the lottery, I'm flying you all to Montreal to play a private concert. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. Nice. I buy the beers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, if I win the lottery, I might even pay for those. Um, let me quickly remind the folks here that you can find the band at facebook.com forward slash Corleone. They are also Corleone O on Twitter and Corleone.com. And I will finish with this. 
You mentioned uh, right. Gothard is in the uh, studio right now. What yeah, is sort yeah. of the plan? We, we've talked Corleone, but let's just quickly get a Gothard update. I mean, great band. Um, you look back oh, at all that you. stuff. Uh, well, listen, lip service. I, I know you've heard this before, and I love G, and I love Open, and I love Home Run, but lip service is one of the best hard rock albums made anywhere in the world. doesn't matter if it's an American band or a UK band. Lip Service is just a spectacular album. Oh, thank you, man. Point final. Thank you for the compliment. Well, it is. I mean, and if, and if fans you. haven't heard it, they need to go buy it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's perfect. It's a thank perfect you. rock album. Thank you. But where are we in terms of, so you're in the studio now. Is that, I guess that's 2020 it's going to be out. Is it sort of Correct. March or June? Is it November of 2020? We are working now in the studio, actually. We hope that the plan is like to be finished around um, end of uh, October, because then I'm going to go out on tour, and tour it with Corleone. And then the album is going to be released, I would say, around February. So we're planning to start the Gotha tour around April, May. We have some, we have the tour. That's that, that's a master plan, which I, I believe is very, is very realistic. Plan. And then, of, of course, it's going to be festival left, right, and who knows? Maybe North America, <laughs> overseas. That would be awesome. Once before, once before, I'm going to get uh, I we call it like uh, pension. You know, when you get old and you you don't have to work anymore, I we call it retire. Maybe before I'm going to be retired, I have a chance to play in North America. <laughs> wow, I'm going to start. Well, I'm going to work on it because you know when you think of some of the great guitarists in the world, and you you know you think of course of Eddie Van Halen stuff, and you think of Zach Wild, but I would put you right in there. You know, I I've heard the way you 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 attack the instrument. I've heard this, the solos. Um, you play for the song. You're not just all. You're just one of those, and it's 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 a shame that all these rock fans in America or in Canada or North America, let's call it, or not all of them, but some of them aren't aware of you because they they'll put Zach Wall on the on the poster on the wall. So, but yeah, but Leo's just as good, maybe even better. No offense, Zach. But <laughs> thank but, you very much. Man. But you know, Zach is good. The great guitar player, Zach Flash, all those guys, you know. Yes, but you're, but you're <laughs> in that conversation. For my, for my picture. Yeah. But thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're in the same conversation. <laughs> so we got we got to get you here. Anyway, folks, uh, do check out. We have something out. in common. We have yeah. something in common. We play Les Paul and Marshalls. I think that's the trick. <laughs> and, and you're also tasteful. You play for the song. But, uh, folks, uh, uh, I'm looking for the date here. Oh, yes. September 27th, uh, Corleone 2 comes out. Uh, if you love Gothard, you will love this. If you're not familiar with Gothard, first of all, shame on you. And second of all, you will love this because it is a great rock record. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Voila. And, and, by, and by the way, Corleone 2, Mr. Leone is singing for the first time in his career in a record. You know, we get this boom, boom. I, we, we covered the boom, boom from John Lee Hooker. I saw, and yeah. I that, so that's the reason I'm singing there. <laughs> yeah, you're doing boom, boom. Uh, yeah. So that, now that that's the bonus pack or the bonus track. Yeah, yeah. On, well, in fact, yeah, that's that's a great cover. Do, do you think, um, here, I, I won't finish just yet. Do you think that at some point or maybe the next one, it won't be Gothard, quote unquote, covers, but you might do a full cover album where you pull out whatever rock and roll all night by Kiss or Crazy Train by Ozzy. Or do you want to see yourself doing that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I have to check with my friends. 
my bandmate. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of, um, lot of things could happen, you know. And uh, one of the things I would love really to do is, like, as you said before, or you asked before, if it's going to happen to work with Ronnie as a, to write songs together. And but that's one of the, the things I would love to do because I think that's, that's one of the main calls sooner or later to do. That would be great. And other and... songs, other songs, yeah. This, we're doing some soft life sometimes just for, for the fun of doing it, and it's great. You know, there's, uh, there's so many great music out there. We could yeah, get him yeah. and, and bring it back to, to the stage in our own way, of course, you know, with all respect, we, we're doing this. But yeah. I'm thinking that it's time, time will tell. Uh, and I'm telling you, I would love to hear Ronnie's voice and your guitar on Crazy Train. <laughs> I think it would be... Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> it, 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 would, it would be a wet dream. It would be fantastic. But uh, anyway, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. As we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much. Ben, and let's get Merci à vous, monsieur. Et oui. C'est un plaisir d'être uh, votre, uh, comment on dit, hospite. Votre, your guest. <laughs> votre, your guest. Votre invité. Exactement. C'est ça que je voulais dire. Et voilà. Merci, Leo. Thank <laughs> you so much. And uh, you can you. always count on me for support. I, I love this band. I love what you do. And I will keep supporting it. And I'm thrilled by the fact that this is coming out. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, and I really appreciate your support. Thank you. Absolutely. Cheers. And I will send this out to you when it's available in about a week. Cheers. Super super cool. Cheers. Have a good day. Ciao. Bye-bye now. You're listening to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFond. Rock Talk.